What the fuck? Hello, you are listening to Star What the on our brand new microphone. Um, and today we're we're doing a special news news-ish episode uh, where we're going to talk about the new uh, Marvel comic. Yep, Star Wars number one, Skywalker Strikes. Yes, is the title of it. Uh, this hit approximately a week ago. Uh, you probably have it on your iPad or... You are almost guaranteed that if you're listening to this, you probably own at least four copies at this point, uh, based off of uh, how best-selling this book is so far. I'm disappointed to say I own one digital copy. Yeah, that's the same for me. And I... not a single physical. Um, just because I saw the physical after I bought the digital and I, you know. Yeah. There's only so if, much money. If I see a really cool variant cover out there, which of there are many, I will probably buy one if I really like the cover. But um, uh, yeah, the covers are great, and we'll we'll get to the covers. Maybe at the end we'll we'll talk about some of the covers. So uh, how, how should we start this off? Uh, neither of us. I should guess I should start off by saying that neither of us are really that big of comics people. No, uh, I've I've always wanted to be. I've even owned a comic shop at one point. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's just, there's a certain dedication and commitment and discipline to it that I just don't have and I, I wish I did. Um, so you never know. I'm just not good with keeping up with things. So I, I really like reading comic books. I have a lot of comic books that I own, but I only just basically read from trades, which is pretty typical of the yeah. modern comic fan, I think, now. Um, but so what's this comic book? Let's say, where does it start? Uh, Marvel. Marvel did the original Star Wars comics, I believe? Yes, back in the, the, the 70s, back in 77 or 78, whenever they first started. I believe it was pretty early on. Um, and then after a whole bunch of episodes, Dark Horse started doing them. Yep. And um, then when Disney bought out Marvel and then Disney bought out Star Wars, they basically combined them into... Eventually, it took a while. I think they had to wait for the license from Dark Horse to, to come down. Uh, come and that brings to us them. to today, where, you know, last Wednesday, the first episode of... I guess it's the... Well, it's not the first Disney Star Wars content, because we have Rebels. No, uh, that's true. It's, but the, it's, it's the not first, the first canon thing. Is it Rebels the first is Disney original trilogy Star Wars production? It's, well, technically, sort of, because it takes place... <laughs> During the actual trilogy, as opposed to Rebels, which takes place just a little bit before. So the comic takes place between uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, almost immediately after the Battle of Yavin, apparently. Like, like only like a couple of days or minutes or something. It doesn't, like... Uh, it, the comic book itself doesn't say, and I haven't looked it up, I'll admit. How um, long? Yeah, and on Wikipedia, it says immediately after the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, or, I uh, mean, it, it's... And... If you haven't read it, read it. We'll probably have a couple spoilers here. Not that there's a ton that you can spoil. Yeah, there's not really much you can spoil. In it's this. it's it's a very like, it like sets the sets the tone, and yeah. sets the stage for what's going to happen, and it ends on a big cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's the first part of what is probably a four or five parts. No, it's probably not true. It's probably only like a three part. This isn't that. It's just a, whatever the story arc is. Yeah, whatever yeah. the story arc is, it's only it's a part of it. So it. What's interesting is that it starts off with, um, like a film, and uh, it, it has the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, it looks just like it, then it has Star Wars, and then it has the crawl, Skywalker Strikes, it's a period of renewed hope for the rebellion, etc., blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and from what I hear, they're all going to start that way, which is interesting. It's kind of stark, like, drastically different than what you'd expect in a comic. Um, it's very much the, the an old film, you know, it's film titles, yeah. but, but shown on the page, which is very interesting. It is very interesting, and I have a feeling that a lot of comics might have done that. Um, even during the, uh, like, maybe not the early ones, but yeah. I have a feeling that some of them... I know that the audiobooks all start with the phrase, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, that's interesting. That's the first thing they say, and then they go into the music. And, <laughs> um, and I, I, I believe the books do that as well. Like, that's the first page. Like, you open up, it says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and you flip the page, and then it's like, oh, this is a story. Neat. Um, so, I guess, we'll go through the comic. We're not going to go through panel by panel, but we'll go through and, and touch on the things that we think so, are really interesting about it, and... Okay, so without looking at the comic book, without looking at it to confirm, let's try to figure. Let's try to remember what happens in it. Okay. All right. So they land on a planet, which I believe they say is the Corellian sector. Oh, I'm not looking. Uh, but it's it's called it's like another planet. It's in this area. Okay. And then it's like this junkyard that's like a weapons factory. I think they say. Yeah, it's it's definitely like some sort of junkyard. And then they a ship lands. First of all, the the ship that they are 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 flying is is either Jabba's sail barge or something that looks exactly like it. It is related to Jabba the. It Hutt, mentions is... Jabba, and it looks a hundred percent like a sail barge, but it's flying in space. Yeah, not just above the planet. It's flying in space, which was almost my first jarring moment of like. Are we trying too hard to go back to like something that's Star Warsy, or does his sail barge actually fly in space? I like, or are things just related in style and design, which is possible and true. That's true. I, I like to think that they did it like it. This isn't actually Java's ship because, as we'll get into, it isn't. Uh, I I like to think that they stole it and they're like, well, this will have to do to pass it off as <laughs> like we're like this is what his ships look like. We think, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, uh, and then the ship lands and then, oh, wait, before that there's an Imperial officer and he says something to some stormtroopers and then he's like, uh, uh, outer rim scum. You can tell them right away before they land or something. Yeah. And it's basically, they're going to negotiate for materials of yep. some kind, uh, to build weapons, I guess. Um, so... At some point soon after this, uh, the the they introduce themselves. They know who they are. It's not like it's a secret. Well, at least Han Solo's not a secret. Yeah. Uh, the others are kind of hidden, like Lando and Skiff Guard. And yeah, they are. They are definitely the like the Skiff Guards. And Han Solo comes out and he's like, "Hi, I'm Han Solo, and I'm an uh, emissary for yeah. uh, Jabba the Hutt." And this guy accepts that. <laughs> Which is my first thing, because we know that the huts can move. They can get yeah. on ships, I'm sure. I mean, like, Java doesn't do a lot of moving, but that's because he was a puppet. Um, well, well, that's not true. But he can move in He can move in the <laughs> Phantom Menace, and he can move in the beginning of the special edition of New Hope, true. which might, may or may not be canon. I just don't know anymore. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, um, so after that, uh, eventually they reveal themselves after R2-D2 almost kind of takes a leak on the he, floor and shocks them. It's weird and it's some... like green. <laughs> it's really weird. And then he like shocks some troopers as they go through this like hallway and they discuss terms of whatever. They say that Empire wasn't willing to negotiate. They're going to pay a price and that's it. 
Then, uh, so it's it's Han, Leia, Luke. Luke breaks off. Uh, C-3PO and Chewbacca are there, but they're back at the Millennium Falcon up off, you know, out of sight. Or, uh, well, Chewie's up high shooting down at people. And... Yeah, he's got like a scope. He's, he's hidden because you can't hide a Wookiee. Yeah. And, and C-3PO is manning the Falcon in this junkyard. And then, so Luke splits off. He finds a bunch of slaves. Yeah, they're like kept in like this... They're kept in really like like shoulder to shoulder, like packed in this gigantic like trap. Yeah. And then a guy comes out that looks like Jabba's uh Rancor Keeper. Yes, he does. I don't I don't remember that character's name. We'll have to get to him eventually. Um Mally Cali. Mally Cali, yeah, that's that's right. I don't know if I pronounced it right, but it's something like that. I think that's it. And they fight, which I want to get into in a lot of detail, <laughs> but I don't want to like talk about it in specific detail yet. They fight, and he Luke wins, obviously. Yep. And he sets the fra- saves slaves free. Han and Leia have a weird conversation about why he's there. Yep. Um. And then Luke goes up to him and is like, "Oh, I found all these people. All right, go. Let's get going." And then Darth Vader arrives on a shuttle. Yes. Chewie starts shooting at Darth Vader. On, under the orders of Princess Leia, she says that, do it so that our lives don't matter, shoot him, and maybe we'll just land early or something. And 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 that's almost the end of it, right? Pretty much. The only other thing I... Because they, they basically... Uh, the, the ending shot is Luke runs away thinking that he can go after Vader, I think. Yeah, he talks to Ben briefly. Obi Wan, for those of you who don't uh, remember. <laughs> yes, um, and and Ben says run. Yeah, and um, which is a great. It, it is a great shot. I'll give him that. Yeah, the best shot in it is is, the, the, is Vader's reveal. I think <laughs> that, and there's one other shot I like, and it basically it cliffhangers at that point. You see Vader, and yeah. and and that's that's where it ends off. So oh, oh wait, wait wait, and before that. Princess Leia and Han Solo and the bunch of slaves find an Imperial Walker, and they say they're going to steal it. Oh, I forgot about that. That's a really good part. Yeah. So. Oh, there... and uh, one last uh, one thing I do want to mention because I like this is that uh, a bunch of weird like boxy aliens with tentacles come out and start taking apart. Oh, uh, the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon, and they say, and they tell three C three PO who's manning the ship. That he should go out he should, and like, take care, take of, care of it. And there's a shot of C-3PO like looking at a gun. And I cannot wait and it, for the next issue if they show him like shooting things. <laughs> yeah, it never gets back to that. So this yeah. is all the, the everything sort of like uh, happens to this point. And it's neat because it, it, it feels like a film. There's a ton going on there where, you know, there's a couple different, you know, little subplots and different people are in different arees and... There's things going on. It's it's a like a 42 page comic. Or? It's a 40 page comic, which is it's pretty twice, hefty. Yeah, that's, yeah. Half, that's long for a, com, a monthly comic. I don't know if that's just because the first one, but I would love if they're all that long. I would I would prefer it because it would make it no because you know what they can't be because I know the next issue we paid five bucks for these. Yeah. Uh, the next issue is three ninety nine. Ah. Oh, so all right. Well, whatever. Maybe maybe <laughs> I, that's a pre order price. I don't know, but <laughs> maybe it's just because the first issue and they can charge a dollar more. They sold a million. That's an extra million dollars. Yeah, that's fine. They got made. <laughs> so I wanted to bring that up. Um, the reason why at, at the beginning I said that you likely have a copy at this point. This is the best selling comic since 
This is the first comic to sell over a million copies since 1993. And let me guess which copy. Which one it was in 1993? What? Death of... Uh, Robin. No, no, no. Is that the one I'm thinking of? No. Batman Death in the Family? Yeah, that, well, that is a big comic. I'm that, not gonna, but this was... It was a Batman comic. It was Batman number 500. Okay. And it was... Um, the issue where Bane breaks Batman's back. Oh, I do remember that. That's too. that's a that that was also huge. Um, so this is this is the probably the best selling. This is not only the best selling comic this year, and it's going to be. <laughs> it's the best selling comic in twenty years. It's the best best selling. It is the last best selling comic was the year I was born. So let's talk about why it sold so many copies. They made. Almost 75 variant covers. That's true. If, <laughs> and if all of us bought four of them, except me and Marty. <laughs> um, we're the saddest Star Wars fans. We didn't buy 18 copies of We still comic. have plenty of time. There's a billion of them out there. Um, no, but there was. they made almost 75 different covers. And some... When I went to my comic store, most of them were $9.99. And I had the option to buy that for $9.99 or buy a uh, Boba Fett... Uh, Black Series figure for twenty two ninety nine, so I bought the Boba Fett figure. But um, they had a whole bunch of them for nine ninety nine each. They had a couple for twenty four ninety nine, uh, at least one or two, and they probably had about a dozen different covers there. And at that point, it was Saturday, and I had no clue there was such thing as an alternate cover. I had the digital version, which has one cover, and that's it. So now I want you know I want one of these. I just I, that's all I need is one. See, the thing is, is that this kind of almost reminds me of back in, uh, I think it was the early 90s when they would have, like, collector's editions of things. So the one I can think of was, there was a Superman. Definitely. No, it wasn't, it wasn't Superman. It was, um, they did the, uh, oh, crap. They did it for all these different characters. They, they had this special series, and they came bagged, and I can't remember. And I feel like there was a dark side and a Superman, and a, there was a well, the death of Superman came in a little baggy. I uh, think like that's black. what I'm thinking of. But there were like the four different like resurrected Supermans or something like that. Yeah. I know that the one of the best selling comic books of all time, which is X Men number one, um, not the not the one from the '60s, but like one that they, it was a new series or something like that, had four issues. Uh, four variant covers. This one has a lot more. So the variant covers are are vary so much. I mean, there's the basic one is is just the group, you know, uh, the the cast of characters. Yeah. Um, nothing nothing too special. Yeah, the, the basic cover isn't great, but it's it's not bad. But then there's ones like there's Luke standing on Tatooine at the Lars Homestead. That's the it's, worst cover. It's photorealistic and it's just. I don't know. I don't it looks know. like well, it looks even just like a photo. I can't tell. Is it? I um, I don't know if it was just touched up. You know. Then there's ones like um, uh, there's the the Star Wars characters pushing us a wall with a green uh, rabbit's that's, thing. That's that Marty seems to know about. It's Jackson. He was the he was a character introduced in the original Marvel comic series. He's like a green space bunny. He was basically a smuggler. He was. He's kind of a very weird character, so they just made a weird reference to that. It's a cool cover, too, because like, they're yeah. pushing against the door. He's on the other side of the door. I love that it says, uh, I can hear you breathing, and it has like a little sound from Darth Vader, and he's like, I don't know what to do. 
Uh, there's one with them all walking through like a hallway in like the Death Star or whatever, which is neat. There's one that's they're very like like chibi anime style. Oh, that one's my that 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 one's my personal favorite. That one's really good. That one's the one. I, if I had to pick the one I want the most, it would probably be that one. My I, favorite is the there's a Luke Skywalker original action figure uh, version where it looks just like the original Luke Skywalker figure, but it's it's obviously an illustration and it's really well done. It looks 3D and it's awesome. They had that at my store and I didn't get it and I'm bummed. I, I love that one as, as a for that one little detail that you can see the lightsaber coming coming out a little bit from his arm. Yeah, that's great. Because when they had them built into the arm. Uh, the one I also like a lot is the uh, Alex Ross cover. Okay. It's really, really nice, like fancy. It doesn't look like much. Oh, yeah. But it kind of, it, it's reminiscent of like the, uh, like the Drew Struzan posters. There's one that looks like a 60s, like, uh, action movie. Uh, it says Boba Fett. He's different. He's deadly. He's Boba Fett. Um, yeah, it's it really cool. It looks like an old, like, um, just like a seventies, like, like that movie, movie targets or something yeah, like that. The, um, the bullet had a cover like that. Yeah. And there's oh, a couple other ones that are really good. I like the, uh, the tales of suspense one with Boba Fett. It's like an old oh, comic yeah. book and it's like dirty. Yep. Uh, but there's 75 total, so we could keep going. There's, yeah, this would, th- this would take all day to go through. There's. There's some really good ones. There's one at, with Greedo hanging over the cantina. Oh, I like that one. It's a Newberry Comics exclusive one. Unfortunately, we're a couple hundred miles from Newberry Comics. The closest oh. one. Um, yeah, so they're really cool. Check them out. We'll put some pictures of them on the site. All right. But I really think we need to talk about the comic itself a little more. The comic itself. All so, right. so uh, I guess we should we start out with what we think of of the comic overall, like. Yeah, so my thoughts on the comic overall is uh, I was I was super hyped, you know, going into it, and I was super hyped going out of it. It was just, you know, it felt Star Warsy. There was no question about it. It didn't feel like fake Star Warsy, or you know, I said that ship looked a little bit like Jabba's, like a lot like Jabba's ship. Um, that was the first thing to me that was, um, you know, not so much cringy, but it made me kind of peek and question. You know what's going on here because it was very early in the comic, but um, as it goes on, it, it it felt like a movie and it felt uh, it felt very natural, more natural than the prequels, you know, more natural than anything else. Um, I don't yeah. know if they tried to squeeze a little too much in with with the ATATs and, um, but we'll see over time if it just if it becomes you know a like a um, just a, a a festival of references or. You know, if they maintain the story, and you know, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really liked it. I have a couple of issues with it, but otherwise, for overall, I thought it was enjoyable. I think that the second half is where it really gets me as being much more uh, Star Wars like than anything else that I've really listened to or read Star Wars wise in the last couple of years, besides like the movies. Um, I definitely agree. It's 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 a better story than the prequels so far. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it just feels good. It I mean, feel, it, that's the thing. It, it feels right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not, like... It gets right to the point. I think that's the whole thing. Yeah, it, it, They it, don't waste a, a frame in, like... I mean, you said the second half really picks up. But, I mean, it it feels like Star Wars from the beginning. Yeah. There's a couple... There's only really two things I had a problem with. And what's that? And I was in the beginning... I felt that there were way too many references. Like, every line felt like a reference to something that happens later or... 
before. I think there's one events. one real cringy line for me, and it's I have a very good feeling about this. I did that one. I think I, I want I like a face palmed. Like I was like angry at that one a little bit. I mean, I I don't mind uh, that like by like comic number four or something. Yeah, but they, they, if, squeezing like, it into the first one was just like you know we we get they it. They really could have spl- uh, um if they had just like move that out a little bit further, spread out the references. I wouldn't have been uh, annoyed by that one. Um, There's a couple little one-liners, like, you can call me Han. Uh, like, it's just, it's a, it's a shot of him walking forward, and it's just, it's very, like, just the presentation of it's a little, I mean, I would say cocky, but that's perfect then. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's there was, there's only a few of them. Yeah, there's a couple that I remember thinking like this is a little weird. Um, so what was your other your other? Uh... My other big thing issue I had with it was, for the most part, for a couple of things, the artwork. Um, I think for the most part they kind of got down the main characters very well. Um. They all look like who they're supposed to look like. I think um, Han Solo is probably the only one that I think looks a little bit off. Uh, there's a couple shots where he looks really good. Oh, yeah, no, um, absolutely. But then there's a couple where he just looks a little too chunky or something. Like, I can't... Yeah. He's a little dumpy, maybe, or they they focus a little too much on, like, the eyes and nose and mouth, but nothing on the rest of the face. I don't know. It's weird. Um uh, Luke Skywalker kind of reminds me like he has just a little bit too much makeup on. Well, it like is... he looks like he's like in the uh, remember in the holiday special. Oh he has god, just, just yeah. a little too much eye makeup. Like that's what it kind of reminds me of. I think it's only in a couple of shots. I think it's just the way the artist uses his inking lines. So and Carrie Fisher or Princess Leia looks a lot like Carrie Fisher. Yeah, they did a really good job with Carrie uh, with Princess Leia. Here's, that's the one. That's the best one. Here's my beef with the artwork. You look at a picture of the three of them, and you look at another character, and they obviously like painstakingly went to the detail of their faces to make them look like these people, and the other ones just like look very generic. Yeah, uh, I'm showing Marty a scene right now where you can see, and I'll put this on the site. Uh, hopefully I remember what I'm going to say. Uh, you see the three main characters, but then below you just see the, uh, um, you know, the general, and he just looks like a generic character. So the faces have so much, like, personality and detail in them in the main characters, and it almost stands out outside of the... Um, and I just want to point something out. Most of our listeners probably won't get this, but I just want to point out that uh, the guy in this one particular shot where he's pointing and he says that way... Yes. The, uh, the Imperial officer who we see throughout the most of the, the beginning of the comic, he kind of looks like Flip Flory right I there. was just going to say, he looks like Flip Flory. <laughs> so, uh, Flip, Flip Flory is a listener, too. Yes, so. he is. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, shout out to Flip the Table. Um, <laughs> but the real big issue, and I will point out to several images in this book that I have, they just look awful. The Stormtroopers. They so? look awful. Look at this picture. Look, look at him. Oh, look yeah. how close his mouth is. And then the other one has... It's like the proportions are off, because like the, the attention to details there, they did a really good job with the shadows and the and the, and the reflection and all. It's just the shape is like very yeah, they put, And they put the mouth too close. It all looks too close. And it looks too big, like the eyes. Like expect, And this is another shot. They look like... A little dumpy. They look a little... They look a little derpy. I would say that <clears throat> dumpy comes across like quite a bit. But, okay, so... 
aside from the art, uh, Marty's two pet peeves. My only pet peeves are when it gets a little a little cringy, but it's I wouldn't even say it gets to the point where it's cringy. It gets almost to the point where it's cringy in like two or three panels. Not so bad in a 40-page comic. There's one shot where R2 like shoots this liquid out and then and then shocks all the stormtroopers where it really looks like he's bending over and urinating because it's like a it's like a yellowish green. It's pouring out of him from the bottom middle. Uh, and it's that was one where I was just like, wow. Yeah, that's um, the like the weirdest part. Like if it came out of the side of him, like you'd never get that feeling. Like I, I think it's just that like it doesn't seem right. It's like, why would he do that? Like, Well, I know what. It seems right to me because R2, like, they've got this plan. They're going to ambush these guys. But R2 doesn't want to wait. You know, he just shoot. He just starts it, you know, he, he starts it earlier than they planned on and just, just sees an opportunity and goes for it, which is, is kind of in the character of R2-D2. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, doesn't wait his turn in any way. I, I think the only thing is, is that, like, you say urinating, I say vomiting. Yeah, I mean, I, it looks I think like it looks he's vomiting, but it's, that's me. It, I don't know anybody else has a night. It's definitely a cross between the two, and um, it, it's it's, it's kind of jarring because it's it's in a otherwise you know very gray and you know drab page. There's this pouring of, of green liquid, which is it's interesting. Yeah, um, and I feel uh, that's probably the weirdest moment in the whole book. I, I, to be honest. <laughs> But I do have one thing we have to talk about. What's that? And I think I, I alluded to something that we had to talk about earlier. But uh, during the sequence, uh, and this is, they they brought it back into the extended universe almost as soon as it left. When the, the slave master guy comes back in, who looks like Molly Keeley, or whatever his name was again, like yes. the Rancor leg. He has... A light whip? He has a light whip. He does have a light whip. He has, I thought he, it was a regular whip. No, no. And that's, now that you mention it, I see it's a it light whip. It is actually more light whippy than the light whip was, too, because he doesn't have a metal piece to it. It is just a lightsaber whip. So, if you look at this panel with a light whip, just scroll up one panel and look at his hairy shoulders, and it's the <laughs> hairiest, like, pale, like, ugh. Anyway, this light whip is pretty awesome, and just is, just it, the fact that there's a light whip in it is pretty awesome. Because we talked about that being a potential, you know, upcoming uh, weapon, which I would love to see how they would do that in a film. It would look cool. I, I will give them credit. I would like to see it. I, I mentioned that in the episode. Now that's my that's probably my favorite episode. I think of the show. Maybe the light whip. The light whip. I just remember. I, I remember liking that conversation. Um, uh, so I, I I felt like we had to talk about it. Yeah. It's it's better than a light whip. It's cooler than the light whip was, which was kind of lame. Like, it wasn't like a... Except for, it, spoilers, it, you see it slashed in one frame, and two frames later, his hand's on the ground, so, you know. At least that's what I think is going on. I have no <laughs> idea. If there's one other thing I hate about the artwork, it's the way the artist does the swinging lightsaber. It's very, it's, 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 it's like a very abstracted way of doing it. And instead of just showing a swoosh in the lightsaber... He'll show five different lightsabers in the panel. He'll show the lightsaber in five different angles, and and that's supposed to represent the fight. And it happens like two or three times throughout the comic. It's weird. I wonder if it'll be consistent in the series, and I assume it will be at least for this artist's run of episodes. But it's just... 
I can get I can get the hang of it. I'll get used to it. Yeah, but oh, it no, is it's very not... abstract, which is surprising. It just doesn't give off that that feel of movement. I feel like uh, the way I like they handled it, I liked it better in um, well the cartoon series does it when they move the lightsaber. It kind of like creates like an after image, like like of a pole, like as you move it, and that would look way better here. I think because I think it would get across the idea of movement a little better. So another, here's a key thing that happens in here that that, that can tie it to episode uh, seven is when Luke frees all these slaves. It's a it's a it's a variety of creatures. You see, uh, Twi'lek, Twi'lek. You see, um, uh, Akbar. You see, uh, Mon Calamari. Mon you Calamari. see, uh, uh, Bith. Yeah, you, you see, see Bith. You see Twi'lek. Did you say Twi'lek? Uh, Zabrak, uh, Togruta. Two Ithorians, a couple of Jawas. And then you see in the bottom corner, left corner, this little bearded guy with a hood on. And, and he's, he's just, he kind of stands out a little bit because it's almost the only one we've never seen before. Yeah. Um, but, but we kind of have. Yeah, and we have seen him before. There's a J.J. Abrams Force for Change video that is, it's really cool. It's one where he's just, he's just talking to the camera on the set in Abu Dhabi and he gets interrupted by this little hunchback bird guy thing. <laughs> With a bunch of, like... Like, ostriches. Like, like little baby ostriches on his back and, like, a chicken, like... like yeah, he's box. carrying a, like, box thing on his back that's obviously, like, five times as big as him. And he stops, he kind of looks at the camera, and JJ looks at him, and then he keeps walking. But this is definitely him in this in this scene. Um, or, or somebody of his species... But what's interesting is, you know, is there some sort of connection between the two? This is, what, 30-some years beforehand. Could be the same guy. He's very old in the in the clip uh, on the, yeah, in the Force for Change little, video. He looks a little younger here. He looks a little bit younger here. Same beard, like, same positioning and everything. And I wonder if, you know, whatever he was, Luke freed him from this, you know, this cage. And it's a, it's a weird, like, could be a very small connection. Uh, but it could be bigger. Could be. It could you know, be. We don't know who he is. I, I'm. I'm probably. He could be. Uh, what's his name's character? Andy Circus. It could be Andy Circus's character. It could have been. Um, what's his name? Um, Warwick Davis in that. We don't know. Could have been Warwick Davis. We don't know who Warwick played. We know um, he's in it. We do. Now I'm going to take a guess and just say he's kind of like a random guy in the background of like Tatooine who has a really cool shot like right in, like in the cantina. Like walking, like it would be a cantina style shot. Like, it's just, but I mean, like that's we've my guess. already got like fodder for fan fiction now. That's true. How did this guy get from this cage to? Oh no, no, no! I can't wait for the uh, tales of Tatooine two or whatever <laughs> they're gonna call. We don't know if that's Tatooine. That's been a big discussion lately. Is it Tatooine? I'm guessing. I'm guessing it has to be Tatooine, but... Why else would we go to a desert planet that isn't Tatooine? That's, yeah. that's my guess. Why would we go back? I mean, there's probably other desert planets, but I don't care. <laughs> Things are confusing enough. Exactly. We don't uh, need to know the, the rest of this. So, I think that's pretty much... You know, what else is there in the comic? There's... You know, Chewbacca's cool. He's off to the side shooting. shooting. Um, I do have one other little thing. Uh, Chewbacca's artwork... There's a couple of bits of Chewbacca's artwork where I think the first shot we see him, he doesn't look like Chewbacca. He looks like Chewbacca's son, Lumperook. Lumpy, good old Lumpy. He looks exactly lumpy. like him. He, he looks like like, like a like a brown Lumpy. Yeah, and I in the first shot I didn't know if it was Chewbacca. I assumed it had to be, but he's just he's very like 
very smooth and 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 yeah, he doesn't look as uh, look as messy. menacing, yeah, messy or anything. Yeah. Um, but later on, they do refer to him as Chewy. So yeah, no, it looks he looks really good later on. Like when you see him from the sides. Yeah, the first shot, he just looks a little too pretty. I think it's because Chewbacca, and I think this is a, a thing because I've never noticed a good artist who does it. Chewbacca is very difficult to draw. Oh yeah. So like I I've never seen a great image of Chewbacca that wasn't like like really simplified. Um. Um. So there was one other little thing I want to talk about. Uh, the little creatures stealing parts from the yes Millennium Falcon. They're really weird. They are. They look they like they are super ugh, weird. They're creepy too. They're like it, they're just a like a bunch of tentacles, green robes, and tentacles. Like they don't have a face. If you look at closely at the face, yeah, they're almost like a mix just, between like a Jawa and like a just a squid or something. just like a bunch of tentacles. It's really weird, and they're just taking apart the Millennium Falcon. So. Uh, eventually it ends, and at the end, it has another. It has credits, just like a film. They're in that blue on black, which is neat. And then it has uh, two uh, previews for the next... Uh, well, it has a picture for the next issue, which is awesome. It's a really cool picture of the two AT-ATs and uh, two AT-STs in the background. Yeah. Um, Luke... Uh, or not Luke, I'm sorry. Darth Vader up on top, and Chewie and Han Solo like, like saying shh to each other. Uh, ready to get Vader, and I'm assuming it's like Luke and them in the AT-ATs. Well, it just looks really cool. I feel really bad for mentioning this again, but if you look at the Stormtroopers, <laughs> um, this one, like, off to the, the right, the the prominent one on the right, oh, yeah. has a way fatter head than the one off to the... Or the one off to the left has a way thinner head than the one on the right. Or the, whatever, the opposite of that, whatever I just said, just... <laughs> The left side... Alright, they, they look awkward. They look really awkward. Actually, they look really awkward because it's just a really awkward, like... Like, it's a really cool setup, but realistically, that wouldn't happen, like, that shot. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like a really cool pose shot. Yeah. So uh, then there's the, the previews for, for two other series that are coming out. Uh, one is Star Wars Darth Vader. It's a full series about Vader. I don't know the setting. I don't know anything about it. All I know is it's... Not a miniseries? Yep, and it shouldn't be. It, it, last I checked, it wasn't. I have a feeling it will become one. Like, it, it, it won't last that long. But um, it's coming on sale next month, so we'll be seeing that next month. And there's a preview where it's just uh, Jabba's Palace, things are happening, and then Vader walks in and, and is yeah. super menacing looking. And it's probably the coolest piece of art in this entire comic, is Vader standing in front of Jabba. And a whole bunch of aliens behind him, including Max Rebo covering his eyes, which is the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. Um, you uh, don't have much to say about this one. Uh, this preview is all about artwork. It's just showing off. So yeah. it opens up in Tatooine right above Jabba's palace. The door, op- the door to the palace opens. We see Darth Vader walking in. We see Jabba for five panels getting closer and closer to his face, which is an excellent detail, I, I will admit. Yes. Uh, except for the first panel doesn't have a lot of detail to it, but it's got a lot going on, so I'm not going to like complain. Yeah. But the last panel that we see is amazing. It really is. Vader's super, like, the lighting is great. Uh, just the illustrations are great. All, like, the little, like, and there's so many cool characters in the background. We see Ula, Max Rebo, Salacious Crumb, that other slave girl, 4LOM, Dengar, uh, one guy that looks like he was in Attack of the Clones in the Separatists, this, this weird guy. I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, but that's what it looks like. 
Yeah, I was trying to figure out who that one was too. It looks like uh, uh, like uh, Wat Tambor or something. Yeah, a uh, a Gamorian guard, IG eighty eight. Um, um, the Squid Face. Panda Baba. Oh, yeah, uh, Squid Face. I don't yeah. remember his name. I don't I, think that's what he called his name is, but yeah. Um, uh, our size noodles. Uh, that other guy whose name I can't remember. Bosk is over to the side. Yeah, uh, a Jawa that looks like a Jawa from the movie. He's a little fat and stunt looking. Uh, Panda Baba, who his other arm is covered, so he can't yes. tell if he if he has it. Uh, Boba Fett, who's just kind of there for some reason. Size Noodles all the way in the background. It's interesting a... that there's like a Wookiee behind Boba Fett because Boba Fett apparently kills Wookies. Well, yeah, but they all do, and <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something normal, I'm sure. Well, I mean, he point. carries around the Wookiee pelts. That's true. So then after that, uh, really awesome page is the Star Wars Princess Leia miniseries. Yep. And Which, it's a, a very brief... Uh, it's a very brief and almost completely worthless preview. It really is. It's just, it shows the celebration at the end of A New Hope. And then she looks off to that one guy, and then she looks out, and she's kind of like, oh. And then they they have their eyes closed, and the rebels are looking up, and then she looks serious, and then end. Yeah, it doesn't tell you anything. It all you do is you see the artwork, which is a little like quite a bit different than everything else. It's, I yeah. would say, a little Japanese influence. It's um, definitely much more cartoonish. C three PO looks great, actually. I just noticed he really does. He looks great. Um, actually, they all and Chewbacca looks fantastic. Yeah, it's a cool style. It's, it's I really like it. I'll be I'll be happy to see this series if this artwork continues throughout. It the, like throughout it briefly reminds me of the artwork in the Boba Fett sequence in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, like yeah. there's just a little touch of that in it. And yeah, it's great. Um, um, and the fact that uh, Han Solo's eyes aren't open. Yeah, <laughs> it's red, weirdly reminiscent of that. Uh, I will say also, I really like the cover. Yeah, the cover's good. So, so we're gonna have a lot to talk about. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna have three issues. That's coming out in March, so we won't see that for two months. But and next February month be, is Darth Vader. Yeah. So next month we'll have two issues, and then the month after that we'll have three, I believe. So I, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to talk about about these this episode um, or I this issue? Mention, I'm sorry. I wanted to mention uh, one other thing. Um, Princess Leia is a mini series, so we, that won't be long. Yeah. That'll probably be about six issues. Uh, not unless it gets such a amount of support, but I doubt that's going to happen. But yeah, it's it's a it's an odd choice. Um, not a bad choice. I can't I can't wait for that one. Actually, I'm excited for that. I'm probably more excited than that. I think more than the odd choice of the comic is the odd choice of the crappy preview they gave us. That, that's the thing. I wish they gave us <laughs> like, a preview of the middle of the book. Like if it's all that. All what we saw, no, it's no, not no, gonna happen. No. They better, they better be. I, I don't know what the heck she's gonna be doing. I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't know where they're gonna go with it, but I will be, I will be lining up and I will be reading it. I will be spending like 15 bucks a month now to buy these comics. Yeah, it's. I'm so happy that I'm going to be doing this. So. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I've already subscribed to this stuff. <laughs> it's actually gonna automatically charge me now, every month, which is probably not a great thing. But heck, February 4th is when the next issue comes out. So. Oh, cool. February 5th will probably be our next, re- next review. <laughs> so tell us, um, you know, if you, if you like these episodes. They're a little newsy, a little outside of our normal uh, WTF episodes. But um, just review, talking about it, saying what we think about it, and saying the weird things that we, you know, f- discussing the weird things that we find. Um, cool. Do we find any weird things in this? Well, we found the weird dude in the in the cage. The, the light whip, which we didn't find. I'm just... The light whip is... Uh. is um, uh, and we talk about the tentacle get face guys. We'll, we'll yeah, I mean, a... there's there's things in here that are that are worthy of, of talking. Next issue though, 
We're probably going to see a lot of those tentacle face guys as R2, as C-3PO shoots one of them in the face. Oh, uh, I hope C-3PO picks up that. It's like a revolver, too. Yeah, like, it's a really, it's like, it's like, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I, I don't watch a lot of Firefly, so don't yeah, quote it, me it, on this, but it looks like one of the Firefly guns. Oh, uh, that's going to be so cool. I, you know. Um, also, what's with, uh, one little quick thing. What? Did, why did Luke feel the need to chop off that guy's hand? No, I mean, like, I know it's that's... not Luke. Luke didn't feel the need. They squeezed a few too many Star Wars references. <laughs> they, you know, uh, I have a bad feeling about this. The chop it off of the hand, like these are things that happen. So I have a bad feeling about this. Is said in every film, I believe. Every film except for one. I okay, think. a hand is chopped off in every film except for one. So if these happen in every issue, <laughs> I think it's a little too much. I mean, like, but this is actually the first one where they've chopped off the hand and then they show it. Oh, they do show, they show a pretty it. bloody stump and <laughs> his hand wrapped around it. It's really weird. Like, I'm looking at... I saw that shot, and it's it's kind of small in the background, but it's pretty, uh, it's really pretty hardcore. Like, it distracts from the rest of the scene for me. I was like, oh, crap, that's really dark. And the guy's, like, gripping it. Like, it like, like, really oh, hurt. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, he just got his hand chopped off and burned at the same time. Oh, all right. Really dark of him. Well, we'll do this again next month. All right. I, I will be glad to be there. <laughs> all right. See you.